Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And you're listening to episode 123, which may be as easy as ABC, but with us, it's rarely as simple as Do-Re-Me. That's very yeah, It's more like Do-Re-and-a-half, <laughs> nearly yeah. me, and then back down to Re-and-a-half again. Yes. So this week, we're talking about our role as T-fluencers. T-fluencers? Yeah, it sounds like teeth a bit, but T-fluencers. We've got emails with strange race giveaways, bloodthirsty cyclists, and lots of vomit, which we love. We love that. Some cracking emails this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we'll be reflecting on why 2023 was bullshit. Because, of course, every year, if you're a runner, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. First up, Amy, you probably haven't even noticed this because you're going to give us a usual spiel of, I don't use Strava for anything apart from recording my runs. Why the shit has Strava introduced direct messaging? Like, who wanted that? I, I do know. I do know about this just because I follow all the Instagram running meme Instagram pages. But um, who yeah. asked for it? Did any of those people ask for it? Did anyone want, you know what? I want uh, even more ways to message people. They're, they're trying so hard to make it a social network. And I, Stop just, it. I just don't get it. Like we have social media sites that we everyone uses. Strava ain't one of them. I'm pretty sure. Does anyone use Strava? as like a social network media type thing. I bet there are some assholes that do. There probably are, but there must be few and far between. And the DMing, I don't know. I just feel like that that's just asking for trouble. Somebody DMing you and saying, I see you run past my house every day at 7am. Would you like me to come run with you? I'll take your silence as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the fact you haven't seen this message as a yes. I will be waiting for you. I think, right. now, I can't remember what the default options are, but I think it is pretty simple. You can basically turn them off so no one can message you, or you you can only be messaged by people who you follow and they follow you back. So that is definitely worth checking your settings for that. Mate, I'm not even going to be turning mine off because I'm not going to be looking at it. I'm really not going to be looking it's at true. that function. So I'm not going to know if anyone's messaged me in the first place. So it doesn't really matter. It's just going to sit there. So, yeah. I'll pop you a message tomorrow. Don't worry. Yeah. See thanks. what's going on. Thanks. <laughs> so to catch up on last episode and the company we spoke about. So Run Avan shut down the day after the episode came out with an absolute tantrum of a statement on their website yeah gone already once again we show the power that we have yes to have a little bit of bitching on a little podcast yeah. and we can shut down anyone we can cancel anyone we want to these exactly. days exactly my god this statement we will put this uh, attach it to our website uh, on the show page for this and definitely that is one you want to go and have a look at it is bizarre oh it's Uh, can i just say before you read it like just to prepare the listeners if you haven't read it i think this is one of the best things i've read for a long time (laughs) in terms of statements and it's almost it almost reads like it's a parody i I just thought it was absolutely hilarious and so i don't know um what's the word like so not thinking about how that would be read and how bizarre it is i I love it i love it just, yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite long. So highlights of this include, say, some of their amazing things that they did, such as giving beer on the finish line instead of water, which is not only a bad idea, but it's not actually an original one, which they seem to claim. They oh. seem to think that they invented that. And like, I don't yeah. want beer on a finish line. I want fucking water. Beer afterwards, maybe. But on the finish line, you want water. Okay? So, But also so many races do that. I can think of so two races just off the top of my head that I've run. And I don't run many races where they've given actually alcohol free beer on the finish line but the whole idea is that they're giving beer on the finish line no no they invented it 
They invented that. Yep. Uh, and also, they have a quote here. Remember the naysayers who said you could not create a fun and experience-based events business? <laughs> no. It's like, like exactly what they said. You can never, you, you can never you, you create. Can't, you can't create a fun and experience-based event business. Well, I'll show you. <laughs> to, to my to my year six teacher that said you will never create a fun experience-based event i showed them no one has ever said that um there's also mentions of allegations of bullying against them which i you know i shouldn't dismiss that out of hand because obviously there's a lot that's gone on there we don't know about but there are accusations of misogyny but the company is run solely by a man and he does name and criticise two women who work in Welsh triathlon. So that's slightly odd. What was he I don't making? quite know what's going on there. What, yeah. There's, there's, he's the seat, making yeah. accusations of misogyny. I think so. I, again, it's written really so badly. I'm not sure if it's he's been bullied and misogynied or whether people have accused him of it and he's complaining about that. I really don't know. Yeah, I, I thought that whole bit about... Was it about... Well, who was it about Welsh athletics or somebody or... It's it, it two, was two it, women that work there. Yeah, it was really, really bizarre. I couldn't quite work out what he was saying there. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to go naming people in that, but, you know, fine, no. it's done now. And it finishes with the most incredible, and, I mean, incredible, literally here, a story about a little old lady, <laughs> for a start, who gave him a call and uttered the phrase, the day the music died. A little old lady. I, okay. Is okay. that some of the misogyny that you talked about? <laughs> I think it was about a lady whose husband used to run the events and died or something. It was this story about about that. And first off, a little old lady is just hilarious. And I'm imagining like a little old wizened, hunched over old lady with a shawl and like a a, a walking stick made out of an old oak tree or something like that, you know. (laughs) But also... And she's got the kind of phone she has to hold to her ear and to her mouth separately. Yes, yeah. She's got one of those phones. <laughs> Operator, <laughs> give me run Avan. And she lives in a shoe or something. But like, <laughs> but also, okay, so if this story is true, then of course, like, that's sad. And I'm, I'm sorry this this lady's husband has passed away. I think that's what it says in the statement, doesn't it? Something about the husband yeah. passed away. I'm sorry if that is true. That's tragic. But then also part of me is like, I don't think that's true. I think that's completely made up. Just on the back true. of everything else in the statement, it's just, it's very, very bizarre. Perhaps we should yeah. leave this alone a little bit. <laughs> no. I have just seen that local uh, running company, Run, Walk, Crawl, have just launched Trail Revolution, which is a new trail series. And that picks up where a lot of these races would have been cancelled, which is very smart. Mm. I don't know whether they had this kind of in the bag and they were waiting to announce it in the new year or something and they've just thought right we'll get this out as soon as possible because some of their races take place where these old ones uh, have just been cancelled so that is very very smart and they're a good company yeah i was gonna say like i think i've only actually run one of their races before did you run walk or crawl i probably did all of those things at okay. some point um and i remember that being very good but just from what i've heard from other people they just seem a really really good company really reasonable um readable prices and stuff like that well organized yeah, just a proper you know proper company like we always say forerunners by runners yeah yeah and I, I think um them doing some trail races that are like 5k 10k is just fantastic because it would be nice mm-hmm. to have for us some local trail races that aren't just ultras and your half marathons and all of that sort of thing so it'd be nice to have some shorter events by them because there are shorter events that are run by like 
that are organized by running clubs but they always seem very like intense and up a mountain whereas some slightly less intense five or ten k kind of standard beginner intermediate like well a 5k trail run is quite rare and then even a 10k they tend to be you know quite difficult Mm. or it'll be you know about 9.2k or something Mm. like that but if they are actually going to be five and ten k's that's quite nice it's it's quite a nice uh, middle ground yeah i'm really looking forward to when they I don't know whether they've done it yet, but when they release those races properly and stuff, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to be exactly, what they're going to be like and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. At least underscore Matt has also been in touch and said, I appear to be an escape from Meriden for next year, oh, purely no. based on the absolute bonkery of seeing and hearing of all about this year's. This is absolute bullshit, but I can't wait to get lost and drenched and possibly make it home in one piece. Possibly. Yeah, don't forget cold. Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Really, really fucking cold and quite miserable and surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly sad by about midday. That's a big (laughs) thing. Sleep deprived. That's good. Yeah. Good to see all those entries going in. Uh, Let's have a quick tea update. We are partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, which means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking. If you like the sound of it, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea. Click on the links and buy tea if you want. Uh, you know what? A lot of you skip this bit, say you're not interested in tea, but like trails and like ultras, we get you in the end. Mm. We've got a few here that have uh, told us about this recently. David Yellow Mag Teetle says the relentless running is BS tea propaganda has got to me. And now I've got one of these lurking in the kitchen. There's a photo of a tea advent oh. calendar. So he's gone straight in hard. It's kind of, well, it, you say that, but it's also kind of like the gateway drug because you get like a little yeah. taster of each and then you can start spending 60 quid on tea a month. Yeah, oh, yeah. Max Carnage has also been in touch and said, despite my misgivings and in particular the fact that I don't drink tea, here we are. And he sent quite a similar photo. I did a double take because I thought it was the same, the same kitchen and the same sort of kettle and stuff. But it's not. It's not. Um, there so is a provocatively paced butternut squash, though. There is. There I think is, that's yeah. intentional. Yeah, hold on. I need to shut the cat out. The cat is coughing because he has asthma, <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's interrupting the podcast. He probably needs his. He has an asthma pump. He probably needs his asthma pump, oh. but we don't have time for that, so we'll just let him have an asthma attack in the corridor instead. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Out. Oh, we haven't had a Ralphie update for a little while. Hopefully, Ralphie still has some time with us. I've like, I like slid him along the floor to get out. <laughs> Just do that outside. At Zuzana Kunkova says, I've been getting their monthly tea tasting boxes for about a year now and I love them. I've never been into my tea like that before. All because of you. See, we get you in the end. We do, we do, Amy, we what are you going to get people with this time? Oh, so uh, this this year I had, the, I had the, the, the regular tea calendar last year. This year I have the matcha tea calendar. And it is oh, no. very special. It's very, very good. Um, I think it was the first day, though. It sort of peaked, or maybe the second day, when they had butter mint matcha tea. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I've ever tasted. And when I opened the little door, I thought, butter mint, mint, that doesn't sound right with matcha. It's amazing. It's so good. I've, I've been on their website, and apparently it's a limited edition, so I need to buy a proper tin soon. You do. Yeah. But it's so good. So yeah, I've been having the matcha tea. Got a lemon matcha tea tonight. Um, one that I don't rate quite quickly is the cocoa matcha tea. Not sure what that's all about. It tastes nothing like chocolate. It tastes bizarre. Sorry, Bird and Blend, but it does taste a bit bizarre. Don't, not a fan of that one. All the rest though, ten out of ten. Lovely. Yeah. Banging. Lovely. How about you? 
Uh, I just want to remind people, because I've, I've been having the regular tea advent calendar, a big mix, a big selection in there. It's not just all fancy weird teas. One of the ones I had the other day was Great British Cuppa, and that is just black tea. So that is like your normal tea, but nicer and kind of a richer, fuller flavour to your tea. That's the one, that's a good one to start with. I think that's probably how I got started many years ago, just buying fancy black tea. And then you can start just having a little dabble every now and then. So go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on those links, enter the code at the checkout, tea is not BS, you get some free chocolate digestive tea. Amy, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Apart from drinking matcha like a weirdo. (laughs) Not much, really. Not too no. much. I've not no. been training. I've got the Celtic oh, God, half go. next week. I've not been training. Ugh. What will the Celts think? They'll be so disappointed in you. I'm letting them down. I'm letting them down. Yeah, no, not really. I've been doing like a beer training, but not as much as I probably should. But, I mean, it's just a half, isn't it? After the trauma of the summer and the ultras. It's just a half, marathon, just a half. yeah. Yeah, I think it's got quite a generous cut-off time. I think it's like six hours let's, or something. Let's hope so. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. they will have to. I, I will not be crossing that finish line anytime soon. So, so yeah, so not been training much. That's it, really. Went to the gym on Monday. My legs still hurt. But other than that, not much. It's, the weather's just been shit, hasn't it? And um, I yeah. don't want to go outside. So, yeah, how are you? Um, my ultra recovery, because it's been three weeks since the last episode when I did an ultra. And actually, the ultra recovery has been pretty much fine. Like, within days, I felt just fine, which is kind of weird. But I had that thing of, in the week and a half, two weeks afterwards, just couldn't be asked. Like, felt completely fresh. No pain. Energy kind of felt okay, mentally fine, all that kind of stuff. Just could not be asked. It's just I just thought I need to go for a run. Don't want to. There's just no need. It's not going to do anything for me. And I just skipped a few weeks. I've just had a couple of kind of fairly, fairly shit weeks of running just because I couldn't really be bothered. But I think that's very normal, isn't it? After oh, yeah. quite a big event like that, it's just yeah. There's no there's no need. I've got plenty of time to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have been running since then. Last kind of week and a half or so, I had a run in Krakow in Poland. That was very nice. Running around, dodging a bit of snow there. I was denied a park run because uh, plans changed after I booked the run because it was a family holiday. So thanks everyone for that. Not going to be too bitter. And this morning back at Canny Cross, the Canny Cross season has finally started again. Very happy about that run. I ran with my niece, Ruby, the Red Fox Labrador, and we did very, very well at Pembrey Country Park this morning. Finished first in our age category out of two because uh, that's the good thing about Cross is that you pretty much always finish on a podium if you're under 40 so love that uh, that was good fun a weird thing about it though I posted my photo on Instagram earlier today I was wearing number 13 Nicola Forward got in touch on Instagram and said I should have been wearing the number upside down is that a thing you have ever heard of what why is that like meant to counteract the bad look I, I guess so and she says it's not completely mental and other people do it and i'm not at all sure about this no no i actually um for the pegasus event you can pick your own number which i've discussed before and i wanted to be 13 because i thought like i don't know it's just it's not funny it's not like haha funny but it's like Hoo-hoo. but and i signed up really early and people had already taken 13 so i think perhaps they wanted to wear it upside idea. down 
Yeah. I consulted with the oracle of all races, Michael Dark, who joined us. He was our FKT buddy because uh, he has run about 47 races this week so far because uh, he knows everything. And he says he has done this before because he was told by someone else to do it because he thought, oh, it's just a bit of a fun like tradition because he loves those kind of things. Turns out it's a cycling thing. That's why oh. Nicola Forward was into it because it's a fucking dirty cycling thing. So if anyone has done that and they're running, I would urge you please to stop. Let's not encourage cyclists in any way and let's not encourage like rituals weird cultish and especially when this event is manually timed and they shout at us quite a lot to have our numbers really high up on our chests and not to fold them and not to cover them so they can get the timing done properly they would shout at me if i wore that upside down i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. and rightly so frankly yeah and also it's just number it's just a number. It's it just doesn't number. actually yeah. mean anything at all. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Pembroke Country Park today paid £8 to park, which is much more than it usually is, because in winter it's off-season, so the parking is quite cheap. Uh, at the moment, there is a winter trail event, like this little kind of bullshit light thing in the in the woods that you take your kids to. Mm. But because the parking is just a flat rate, they jack up the price of the parking for everyone that goes there that day. Just got a message about it. Because I booked online, they assumed I was going to that. Um, they sent me an email to say it's cancelled because of high wind. So I'm like, okay, I'll have my money back, please, yeah, then, yeah. can I? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to the to the to this fucking weird thing, because we walked through it, because we took the dogs for a walk there afterwards. It's creepy. It's very strange in daylight. Perhaps at night it looks okay, but there's just like a big, furious-looking um, fiberglass polar bear, which is kind of oh, weird. God. But yeah, I would quite like my money back, please, if that event was cancelled, which I didn't good. go to anyway. That's extortionate. Yeah, so that was disappointing. I don't mind paying for parking in place. That's fine because, you know, things have got to be maintained. Things have got to be paid for. But to jack up the price for an event I'm not attending is a bit harsh. Mm, definitely. Speaking of things that are a bit harsh. Yeah, that works. Uh, 2023. Amy, 2023 was bullshit. It was. And we asked our listeners on the socials, what was the most bullshit thing about running in 2023 we'll get to replies perhaps in a minute amy for you what was how was your 2023 let's sum up your 2023 it, it was all right actually like oh. i actually started running again i tr- i actually trained pretty much properly for my ultras to the point where i lasted until the fourth ultra which was 50 miles and horrific and we'll come on to that in a second but like the fact that the first sort of three or was it how many did i do four how many did i complete <laughs> I you did four. Oh, you did four okay and then the so fifth, first, one, was the fifth the one, one was the shit one um yeah yeah that's it so the first four the fact that i got through the first four and was absolutely fine yeah one a tes- month as well yeah a testament to the fact that i actually did what i said i was gonna do in terms of my training and stuff so in that regard it was fine but then the, then really shit things did happen so getting covid really shit like getting covid like that was absolutely horrific mm-hmm. that was shit and bad. then the most shittiest shittiest thing in terms of running in particular was the edum i'm afraid and quite literally that was the shittiest thing i've ever done yeah. like that yeah. when you can go back and listen to the episode but but yeah yeah um that was traumatic uh yeah <laughs> It's a very long day out for a race you didn't finish. It was a long day out and I didn't enjoy any of it. And that's the thing, because usually with ultras, like, there's a, 
there's usually a beer that you enjoy and then it just gets yeah. shitter you know, and you shitter. Know, like the, the first few hours were nice and the yeah, scene was good. Yeah. I felt pretty good for this, but you were just like, no. Yeah, and for people who don't want to be bothered or asked to go back and listen to that episode, in a nutshell, what happened was I needed the shit from the moment I, I started until the moment I had to drop out consistently despite going to the toilet several times. I I had the shits basically the whole way around because um, I had two McDonald's and uh, some chips the day before, which isn't <laughs> the best pre-race food. Oh, uh, so every time I got to an aid station, and because as you imagine, when stuff's going straight through you, you are not fueled up at all. So not only was there the feeling of constantly needing the shit, needing the shit, but also there was this just intense tiredness, fatigue, because I had no fuel in my body. I'd go to an aid station, I'd eat and eat and eat and think, okay, okay. And I'd feel good for half an hour and it would just go straight through me. I'd be back to feeling shit, needing a shit. And it was horrific. And I think I hardly ran because I was just in... I was so fatigued, but then I was also in pain holding in holding it all in so yeah it was it was horrific it was absolutely horrific and that was quite literally the shittiest thing oh i'm glad that's good yeah yeah how about you <laughs> um yeah unfortunately my year was pretty good as well i think it's probably pretty much like one of my one of my best running years i did sp- i have spent the entire year injured like i've had this bad hamstring um literally the entire year i think I first looked at it, I think I first mentioned it to someone like in November last year. So over a year now, I've been injured. However, I have run a 5k PB, kind of accidentally. And I've also run uh, over 40 miles twice. So that's quite surprising. And I've done these things despite being injured. So yeah, unfortunately for me, I have actually had quite a good year. I don't think I've had anything stand out terrible. I think perhaps those last few hours of Meriden, actually probably the middle hours of Meriden, when it was between like six and eight o'clock something like that before we stopped for a cheese sandwich that was that was pretty bad just being damp and cold and just couldn't like even at that stage like six hours into a 24-hour race thinking yeah i'm not going to finish this not going to i just can't be bothered and just knowing you've got that whole rest of the day to go or if you're going to pull out that was pretty bad so you know good luck to everyone doing escape from meriden next year i'm sure you'll have a lovely time <laughs> be thankful i wasn't one of those people chained to someone else oh god and imagine if you'd imagine if you <laughs> imagine if you had someone chained to you at the edom who had to join you just outside or inside a, a toilet that'd be that'd be rough that yeah i i i feel like i wouldn't be able to talk to that person ever again or look them in the eye ever again that's... possibly anyone or maybe it would make our bond closer i don't know no, I don't think we'd ever be friends again. <laughs> we spoke to our listeners about what made their 2023 bullshit. And as it turns out, quite a lot of the results are actually just quite sad. <laughs> I mean, I thought they'd be funny. I think people kind of, oh, we got some more amusing, more on brand things later on. But a lot of these replies, I mean, I've got Max Carnage, who described the year as an endless Sisyphean struggle to improve my fitness. Oh, uh, Clary Alice had hated running until I couldn't do it because of major surgery, then missing it like hell. AJ Harry 97 said getting injured but still doing Manchester Marathon and four other halves of course just getting up to the stage of slow running now might get within 10 minutes of my 5k PB by the end of the year BM85 getting plantar fasciitis back in July and still not being able to run Andy Savage had COVID being injured a lot this year and my job hours changed from 12 to 9 so I missed my club runs Chrissy Fuller being injured and losing interest in running for most of the year the most BS is being made redundant in December but it gives me time to build my miles <laughs> <Silver lining. laughs> I'm sure thumbs up on that one that's nice 
and AliCat78. The most bullshit thing about running in 2023 was that I barely ran this year because I've been feeling burnt out and depressed, all the while knowing that running would help with those feelings. Maybe 2024 will be better. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have dragged all this up. Oh my goodness. 2024 those were very will be sad. better. It's new year, new you. You know? It's that horrible, that horrible mental thing then of like, I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to go for a run. You do go out for a run. You're like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I should have just done this 12 hours ago instead of worrying about it all day. Or if you're like me, be going through like a bout of bad mental health. Say, oh, I need to go for a run. I really need to go for a run. It'll make me feel better. Um, finally go out for a run and then have a massive fucking panic attack on the run and say, no, I, yeah, I should have come out for this run. You fall over, someone knocks yeah, you down. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose your dog in the woods again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes God. running's not the answer. Sometimes <laughs> sitting at home and what? eating a whole pack of biscuits is the answer. Yes. So, so sorry to all of those people yeah. that you've had horrible years. Gosh. I'm very sorry about that. 2024 will be better. It has to be better. Can't Probably. get any worse. Um... So Callum Burrell says the Asian hornets that decided to make themselves at home at the tail end of the summer was BS. I had to (laughs) make themselves at home where? Like in the UK in general. I was worried they made themselves at home at the tail end of of what? Oh, summer. That's all right then. That's a bad year. I had to run through a swarm of them while doing the sandstone trail race in September. I somehow managed to avoid being stung, but I know a few people had to drop out because of multiple stings. Folk Mm. either had to go through the swarm or find their way around an ad hoc diversion of a mile that day. Jesus. God. That's a new one. I've not had Asian hornets disrupting a race and dropping out because of hornet stings. That's bad. But uh, Asian hornets are the massive ones, aren't they? Probably. Really I mean, there's always ones. there's always some kind of foreign hornet, which is much worse than all the other hornets. Foreign and hornets coming over here, stinging us. <laughs> we'll send them to Rwanda soon. Yeah. <laughs> could you? Could you? That the the, vis, the image of that in my mind, just like <laughs> just a, just a helicopter dropping all these hornets on Rwanda. And like <laughs> some, a little bit of satire for you there. <laughs> Won't make any sense in a few years, hopefully. hopefully. Lisa Gibbon said, "Running while being pregnant and having a newborn baby has been bullshit." Don't get me wrong, being pregnant and having a baby is bloody awesome. But trying to run during all of that, now that is bullshit. I don't even open my Strava monthly stats email anymore because I don't need some bullshit computer software to tell me how shit I've been doing. I've got the parkrun results emails for that. Well done on completing your parkrun today, but you have the age grade of a three-legged sloth and your PB remains over six minutes quicker than today. But don't worry, today's run was your fastest run this year. It's just still a bit crap. <laughs> does, park, oh. does the parkrun email say all that? It doesn't insult you quite that much. No, no. But no. if it says, like, I guess it's that thing of, like, well done, this is your fastest run this year. But, like, you know it's a shit run. Yeah. It's probably not Does that Does it give you a load of stats, some. though, as well, Parkrun? Yeah. Oh, God. Another reason yeah. not to buy into the Parkrun cult. You don't want that sort of negativity in your life. Amy doesn't need stats. I don't, I don't need stats or any of that bullshit. God. You nerds. <laughs> So for Russell Turner, the most bullshit thing of the year was the absolute crappy hotel I booked for Royal Park's half marathon weekend. Looked great on the website, but websites lie. The room was tiny, not en suite as advertised, oh my god, and the breakfast room was funereal. The breakfast choice wasn't brilliant either, and the unexpected October heatwave added 20 minutes to my planned finish time. Still enjoyed the race though. Still enjoyed the race, yeah, of course. Well, the breakfast room funereal is an interesting choice. What mm. was like all the, the buffet laid out on a coffee? 
<laughs> or everyone in the room was dead. <laughs> Great breakfast. Yeah, but also a hotel room that's not en suite is just a big like no oh. for me, especially before a race when you've got to do your business and stuff. How is that still a thing? Oh. I mean, well, for you, you're doing your business after a race and all day after, that's yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it wasn't en suite because I'd be living in the bathroom anyway, so, okay. you know. Cool. James McDonald said shit weather all summer and then getting heat stroke on the one race I had entered. Oh. Awful. Amanda Murray Hines says developing arthritis in your toes plus tight extensor tendons, <laughs> capsulitis, and oh, fuck off. Intermetatarsal botitis. That was, quite, that was quite good for me. Uh, she says, basically, no running equals bullshit. Hashtag limpy bastard. Yeah, I put that one in entirely because that had hard words in. I wanted to give it to you. Mate. But also, sorry to Amanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also one of the sad ones, to be fair, but it's funnier for this yeah, section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy Robbins is being injured and watching others improve. Yes, it's petty and bitter, but I think and hope we all are. Absolutely. That's not me. That's, I'm not one of those people. I don't understand the mentality. Like, and also, <laughs> but equally, you're not at all impressed or happy for them. No, no. no if they're getting better, you're like, yeah, I don't give a shit either way. It is so bitter and petty. Like, like when you ran that ultra, it was like, oh, and I run, I ran further than Amy, and I was like, okay, like, I just don't <laughs> get that mentality. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what kept me going. Yeah. Whatever keeps you going. It's I'm, all I have. Okay, if you want, I can pretend to be like, oh. Get Darn it, I'll get you next time. You know, like a Scooby-Doo yeah, well villain. That's really good. <laughs> Lee Wood said, despite being ill pretty much all year and also having survived the cues at Vitality, it's like 10, yeah, 10,000, both of which are obviously contenders. The absolute biggest bullshit of the year is the race organiser, redacted, but I think a 10 kilometer in London in winter, who promised support for disabled runners, didn't actually bother, and then pretty much shrugged their shoulders when called out. That is bullshit. Yeah, well, you don't want disabled runners, do you? They'll just take ages, oh and you'll have to put God. out... You have to pay your volunteers even more oh, in London, so... You've got, oh, to make yeah, it you wanna... you've got to make it accessible. God, isn't you don't that want all pain? that hassle, do you? Isn't that a pain when you can't just God. be, like, fucking elitist, and you've got to actually make things accessible? God. I know, it's awful. Such Ugh. a poor, like... Uh, Kat Abigail Hardman finishes us off and she says, without question, the most bullshit thing of 2023 was the Portaloos. Just in general. As it is every year. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> Just in general. Just I, I don't think Portaloos. 2023, I haven't had to use a Portaloo in 2023. Oh, well done. You've just been shitting in the bushes. I've been shitting in the bushes, but also when you like when you run ultras, they usually start somewhere with a toilet, don't they? They usually start it's true, yeah. somewhere with a toilet and then you sort of have to find your... It's part of the route planning is finding where your toilets will be along the route. You know, so that's quite a nice thing. I don't miss race portaloos. They are absolutely bullshit. Yeah, big team events now. I've started putting a toilet roll in the kit bag. Oh. So we set up everything else and we've got loads of people there. I'm like, anyone going to the loo? Take club toilet roll. But why aren't people taking toilet roll? I always take toilet roll. Always. I, I just, I never have done before, but I've, I've started doing it now when they're in these mass team events where everyone's going to the loo at the same time in these things. Yeah, yeah and you don't, you don't want to join the one sock club. You really don't. You don't want to do that. 
Thank you for all your suggestions for a bullshit 2023. Now you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and you can do that as money every month if you want. Uh, there was no one new again this month, which is great because enough of you skip this bit as it is. But then Spencer Aldred signed up and ruined it all. So thank you, Spencer Aldred. Here's our Christmassy song for you. Ruth, KP, Jason, Spinks, J, House, Viola, Grip. Sophie, Jax, Rachel, Bentley Maria, Wix, Rich, Sky, Matt, H Ian, Thompson, Brian, Simpson, Nikki, Jones Alice, Newsip, Gammy, Tobas, Naya, Clark, Gilmore Tony, Howells, Martin, Josie, Kel, Ryder, Paul, Hibbert Cheryl, Current, Andy, Robbins, Gordy, Thelwell Angela, Foster, Swales, Karen, Hamilton Raymond, Quinn, Neil, Denton, James, Lampert, Debbie, Hurley Matt, Burroughs, Francis, Howell, Elizabeth, Chaban Victoria, Dick Claire, Dina, Sherry, Kinnison, Noms, Dawson David Yellow, Mag Matt Jesorski, Steve Robson, Dawn Shepherd, Kaya Evans, Nikki Genders, Erin Shaw, Bernadette McCarthy, Adam Atkinson, Charlie Neverson, Ian Hales, Victoria Magnus, Jenny Tamasebi. Graham, Hackland, Matt, Caffin, Luke, Daniel H, Matt, Lise, Lee, Wood, Claire, Davis, Sandra, Heinzer, Matt, Jones Matt Garner, Andy Nichols, Martin Kaplan, Len Martin, Rachel, Bullmore, Karen, Play, Larry Grubbs, Kat, Abigail, Hardman, Kath, Everard, Elliot, Line, Sophie, Nichols. AP, Jewel, Running, Penny, Simpson, Carl Fleming, Matt, Newbury, Stewart, Stevens, Amanda, Murray, Hind, David, Irwin, Tom, Alcock, Jay, Liz, Reese, Daniel, Braun, Julia Page, Jonathan Carter, Gail Seal Adam Baker, Ivor Hewitt Catherine Fenton, Dewey, Lisa Gibbon Gregory C. Anthony Howard, Vicky Robbins Shambolic Adult Spencer Aldred You get an extra Spencer Aldred at the end you're our newest Patreon. That's not a thing, but I had to fill the space. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search running is bullshit and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. And Parkrun have come out with a range of branded milestone mugs. I suggest on Twitter that at the current rate, uh, Getting Amy the first one at 25 park runs would take another 10 to 12 years. 
Uh, Rich Skirm suggested we could just get you a 500 to save time. I worked out that would take about 994 years for you wow. to get to 500. Gosh. So, you know, maybe. If the technology allows it, we will see. If science, you know, grants me that immortality and also the ability to give a shit about parkrun, maybe. The, the oldest woman in history finally lives up to 500 parkrun mug. <laughs> I've had an email from Gareth Lewis. He says, Hi, Stu and Amy. I'm a bit behind on episodes, so I thought I would catch up while laying on a sunbed next to the hotel pool the day after I ran the Benidorm Half Marathon. Oh, I piss off. Mm-hmm. The episode I'm on is number 111 with Martinez Evans from the Slow AF Run Club, and it couldn't have been more apt because of my experience the night before. I class myself as a slow runner. I'm 58, overweight, and only started running five years ago. Is that your Tinder bio or something? (laughs) (laughs) So mean. (laughs) You're so pleased with yourself about that. Stop it. Be nice. Okay, so sorry. Um, my half marathon times are around two hours 30. I signed up for the Benidorm half marathon back in August thinking I could do my first race on foreign soil and my wife could have a weekend away. Brownie points for me. Last week when the final instructions were emailed, it said there was a strict two hour 30 cutoff. Well, strict was an understatement. They had five bicycles in a line across the road and if they overtook you, you were out. And because the course had a few out and back sections... Us at the back could see them catching up. Fucking hell. I managed to finish in two hours, 25 minutes and 54 seconds. I enjoyed the course, although it was a bit more hilly than I expected, but I didn't enjoy the feeling of being hunted down by a pack of bloodthirsty cyclists, picking off the old and the weak from the herd. All the best, Gareth Lewis. That is terrifying. And, And to be honest... I'd probably be in that club. Like, I am not a super fast runner, especially now. Like, when I used to run lots of road, then maybe that wouldn't have been too much of an issue. But now, if I went into the half marathon, yeah, even on road, I'd probably be doing it in, like, two hours 30, you know? I'm just imagining, like, a line of cycling. You know, it's, it's quite hard to cycle slowly. I imagine them, like, wobbling and just, like, across the road, like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Just, you know, turning the wheel and zigzagging back and forth to try and keep, keep well, up Well, it. it could be even worse. It could be, like, very, very good cyclists who are very like experts at doing track stands and stuff so (laughs) that's even more terrifying they've probably got all the gear on and stuff they've they've got their 13 13s upside down on their chest and things and you know they mean business you know i just think are those out and backs they like just look across at you on going you know a few minutes ahead on the out and back and they're just like doing they're like pointing at the eyes looking at you being like like, a cross across the neck like yeah (laughs) coming for you you're looking a bit slow we're gonna fucking have you cyclists god terrifying a long email here from our friend nicola forward who she says dear and amy we went away for a park run road trip in our camper van at the weekend and had a pretty miserable time so naturally you were the first people i thought of to tell thank you we set off from Leeds to run Pontevala Park Run in the morning with the plan to hike up some mountains in Snowdonia in the afternoon. Google said it'd be about a two and a half hour journey. Friday rush hour laughed at this and after the world's slowest journey, crawled along the M62 and M60, we arrived in Bala a mere five hours later. My daughter Poppy was pretty fed up with such a long drive, so this trip had a lot to live up to. Unfortunately, it seems Poppy had picked up a sickness bug from school and she spent the early hours of Saturday morning chucking her guts up. 
It was also the first really cold night we've had this winter and there was ice on the inside of the van windows. We were freezing. And being in a confined space with someone vomiting is the stuff my nightmares are made of. The smell. We drove to the parkrun car park and Poppy said she might try to walk parkrun then threw up again. So Poppy was definitely staying in the van. She went back to bed but told me I should run. After all, we'd come a long way. Aww. I rushed to the toilets to put my hair up and headed to the start line as it was 8.50. Ah, oh, shit! I looked down and realised in all the chaos, I'd not finished getting ready. I was still wearing the pair of boxer shorts and leggings I had slept in. Back to the van to quickly change into a pair of running shorts. I mean, at least you were wearing something. I ran the 5k, racked with guilt that Poppy was alone, feeling so very poorly. I should say, though, that the run itself was gorgeous and the team were lovely, blah, blah, blah. I returned to the van and Poppy still looked green. I realised there was no way we could go to the parkrun cafe, so we went home. The journey home took another five hours as we had to keep stopping, either so Poppy could be sick or so I could empty the sick bucket. That is horrendous. (laughs) So to summarise, we drove for five hours, I ran 5k and then drove five hours home. Throw in sub-zero temperatures, three hours of sleep and a whole load of vomit and you'll have some idea of the fun weekend we had. We didn't even get to have a post-park run hot drink. Top it all off, I then caught Poppy's bug and spent all Monday throwing up as well. I guess these mother-daughter trips away really are where the memories are made. Sickness bugs are bullshit. Friday rush hour is bullshit. Being freezing cold is bullshit. Running with a whole load of mother guilt is bullshit. Not the best weekend away. Yeah. Mm. I hope you enjoyed our misery. Keep up the good work. Loving the pod as always. Even if you do call me a psychopath for listening to it on my phone with no headphones. We are correct. Mm. P.S. You can hear a slightly rosy version of this story on With Me Now where there is no swearing and much more love for the park run itself. Nah. 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 I will say in terms of the no headphones thing, I nearly did that the other day. Yeah, I went for a run the other day, like a fairly, fairly long run, and I had a podcast lined up that I was really looking forward to listening to. It's about cults. I love podcasts about cults. Um, And my headphones died, like, pretty much. Sorry, was it with me now? (laughs) Yeah, it was on the court of Park Run. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, my headphones died literally, like, five or ten minutes after getting out the door, and there was a part of me, and I thought, hold on, there is a solution to this, because I I wouldn't even have thought of this before, but I thought "There there is a way forward. You know, you know, there's a way forward. And that that could be just listening to it without headphones. And I just thought, no, I thought, no, no, I just can't bring myself to do it. I really can't. Good for you. Stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. CZ, CZ or shiz, shiz has been in touch and says, hi, I don't have any bullshit for you. Okay, then. Um, Just something mildly weird that keeps happening to me on half marathons. We will take mildly weird. At this point, we'll take anything. Mildly weird is fine. Yep, definitely. It's about the goodies you get before the race. Usually it's what? A gel, water bottle, protein bar, t-shirt maybe? Unless you decide to run a race in... Oh God, I'm going to butch this. I'm so sorry. Gdynia? Gdynia? Gdynia. Gdynia. Poland. Where you get a bag of pasta. And that's it. Nothing more. A bag of pasta. (laughs) All this running is finally paying off. I also got a jigsaw puzzle with trains once. Mm, They were of premium quality. And me and my wife spent a lovely evening putting them together. But still, not something you expect to receive in your race pack. What race was that? We gave a jigsaw. Was it another Polish race? That sounds quite good, actually. And they ask, Amy and Stu, what's the weirdest thing you were gifted by race organisers? Now, I did ask for a photo of this. Mm. I, I needed a picture of this pasta. And it, 
it is it's just a bag of pasta it's like a supermarket bag of pasta i thought it might be branded or something like that no it's just a, a pack of like brown facility pasta mm. with a medal it's that's incredible i love it mm-hmm. that's very nice have you ever had anything weird particularly <sighs> after a race i'm trying to think i don't think so the only thing i can think of was the year i ran leicester mar- half marathon um and costco was sponsoring the race and i thought there was like a hefty like magazine in the in the goodie bag that i thought was going to be a running magazine i thought pulled it out and it was some weird costco sort of brochure type thing with the guy that Uh, i was hoping you were going to say like 48 um bread rolls or a kilo of coffee granules or something (laughs) i mean there were like bags of off-brand crisps and stuff in there i think the the foodie bits came from costco um but no i'm 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 probably forgetting, but no, nothing that stands out is particularly weird, no. Uh, my weirdest one was uh, the Run Norwich 10K, and uh, Norwich City sponsored that, and I think they just emptied out the stock cupboard, and because the people I knew all had different things. The thing I got was Norwich City branded clothes pegs. Oh. After a race. I mean... I, I, think, I think they just went through the cupboard and like, well, we just need to get rid of this shit, because clearly no one is buying it, mm. because why would they? I mean, I have had, um, you know, like those things you put in with your clothes washing to like add like scent, like scent boosters. I have had yeah. a version of that for athletics gear, which is relevant. It's like a little sample of that. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. maybe that's the route they were going down. Like, oh, you're going to need to wash your clothes after this race. Well, no, I think they were just getting rid of stuff, <laughs> clearly. Um, so, yeah, we obviously we want to know what is the weirdest thing. Has anyone got anything weirder or better than a bag of pasta? Mm, definitely. Uh, Amy, let's move ahead. Let's talk about next year. You got any? You got any plans for next year? Um, oh, you know what? I'm just doing the Pegasus Slam again. <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna try and do it. I need to do the Edom. I need to do it. The thing is, what's going to really annoy me is if I DNF at one of the other races that's not the Edom, like one of the races before them, because in my mind, the Edom is the ne- the nemesis, the the beast I have to slay. The first um, four are just the easy ones. That's what I think. Yeah, the first four are just easy ones, but yeah, I, I, I'm going back doing the slam again. I mean, I know it's the same thing again. So you're like, oh, but it's a long day out, so something bullshit is going to happen, you know? Things you said earlier, like you you weren't at all competitive like that, but like as soon as you dropped out of the Edom. And then you didn't do the one after that. You were like, yeah, I'm going to go back and do it I'm again. I'm competitive so against there's, myself. there's something there. There's definitely something there that you want to complete it. Well, it is. It's, it's either like a, a sense of um, competing against myself or it's like some form of like mild, mild OCD where I'm like, no, no, I, I need to complete it. I need to have the complete, mm. I need to complete it. It's like a, I'm not going to say OCD because that's like, I don't have OCD, but it's like some sort of uh, compulsion to like complete yeah. something and have like, no, no. And I, I even said afterwards, I will continue to do this until i complete it and i will not be happy until i complete it i don't know what that is some armchair psychologist diagnosed me or whatever psychiatrist diagnosed me but i yeah i've just gotta i've gotta do it so yeah so in 994 years when you get your 500 mug you'll also be getting your pegasus slam block of wood exactly yeah and i I do want to do some shorter trail races in between i think that's last year what i was probably lacking a bit in terms of training was not sort of entering some some shorter races in between on the trails which would have been good um but yeah that's it just the, the slam again it's just going to be groundhog day Ho- hopefully not exactly groundhog day but it's going to be a no. bit of a repeat of this year yeah how about you 
well, after my unexpected 5k PB this year, because, you know, I was going to aim for a 5k PB, again, purely out of uh, pettiness, because someone else was starting to get quick, and I had to seem to put him back in his place. And so, like, my first attempt, I just got one, which I didn't expect at all. Uh, I've now stopped, I'm going to stop fanning around with ultras and things like that, because I just, I did that for years, I've, I feel like I've done enough ultras now, it's fine. Uh, so I'm going to go for 10k and half marathon PBs, which by next year, both those PBs will be six years old. So I think that's a really good challenge. I think a lot of people, they get their PBs, they go up the distances, they go up to marathons and ultras. And I, I think in a way, people don't think to come back down. Like I, I've always really enjoyed coming back down and doing miles really fast as well as a different type of challenge. Because I think it feels like once you've done marathons and ultras, trying to run fast at short distances i don't know i feel it's almost like a little bit dirty like people think oh you're not allowed to run fast because mm. everything you, you know you've done distance now and you do ultras oh i'm just here to be social i'm just here to be i'm just for the vibes but like to say i want to run fast i don't know it almost seems like a bit of reverse elitism to me now yeah it, it's i think what it is is what most people start their running journey that sounds so pretentious i hate <laughs> that most people start running and they do something like a half marathon or a marathon or a 10k on the road um and with that you are usually aiming for a time you think about speed and, and then, you spend a th- you spend a few years getting faster yeah, yeah, yeah. naturally and then, and then you go into the world of ultras and you have to really drum into your head that it's unless you're elite, it's not about speed, it's about finishing and actually do well mm. at ultras, you actually need to slow down quite a lot and you actually mm. need to slow down your training as well and it's all about time on feet. So you drum that into your head and you're part of that sort of dogma and then and then you've got to go back to like, the, oh, no, 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 you need to speed back up, which you've been telling yourself not to do. So... I yeah, I think some is. people are just a, a little bit weird about it now. Like, you know, if you're you're only interested in performance, you're only interested in running fast. I'm like, no, no, it's not only that, but that's just what I want to aim for now. So that's yeah. kind of my new challenge is to do that as, as something different. And I, I like running fast. It's fun. Um, so I will be at the Newport 10K and the Bristol Half Marathon trying to do that. Uh, I've even told Michael Dark, who I mentioned earlier, uh, he can coach me. And I think he's going to enjoy that much more than I will because <laughs> I do not look forward to having any kind of structure. Yeah, you know, I've only just learned, you know, long runs, you know how long runs, you just run really slowly for as long as you can. Mm. Apparently long runs are supposed to be structured and you're supposed to run at particular paces. Oh, mate, no, no, this no, is no. the thing I've just learned like 11 years into running. I thought long runs were just long runs. No, no, apparently people do long runs like properly. Oh yeah, like, as you a, have as like a session. Oh, you do this at no this idea. speed, and then you do this at threshold. No, like, no. this is why I run ultras. I just you need. To, I just say to myself, right, you need to go out for three or four hours, and that's it. And yeah, food. that's weird. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll be doing that Ugh. next year. I mean, only ten k's. So I might not even be doing long runs. Oh my god, god. weird. Um, I'll also be supporting at Manchester Marathon too, so it'd be good to see some people there as well. Because Holly will be running that. She's got herself a coach as well, but you know, proper one. Uh, so once I've got that fast racing out of the way, first half of the year, the plan is second half of the year, do some mountains. Ooh. I want to back up and do some more. Because all the cool people are doing Black Mountains these days. Brecon Beakers is so last year. Mm. Um, Black Mountains is where it is. So I want to go back and do some of those again, because that sounds quite fun. Because I think I've potentially got like a little bit of a mountainy reputation because I talk myself up a bit and I do a fair bit of elevation. But I don't really do that many mountains properly. So gonna go do some of those try and drag some people along with me and i'm not gonna do an ultra okay i know i said this last time i said this last year and then i immediately signed up for meriden that ruined my whole year mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not going to but what I'm not, if, but what if i complete uh, the edom and i've run further than you no i'm, I'm fine with it for next year are give me another though? five six are years yeah though? give me another five six years we'll see we'll see and if I'll it happens if i do complete the edom we'll see <laughs> 
No, I'm not, I'm not into that anymore. Okay. I'm just, I don't give a shit about slow runners anymore. I'm just a fast elitist okay, now. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about shit runners. <laughs> right, big one, Amy. Last one of the year. Oh, big effort. Let's go. Bullshit, running news, bullshit, running news, bullshit, running news of the year. Bullshit, running news, bullshit, running news, bullshit, running news. Nice. <laughs> so I've put together some of the most bullshit news stories from this year. Yay! Well, I've only put two together, the most bullshit ones. going to be three, but I sort of ran out of time and forgot about it. Um, so yeah, so the first one, one that I've absolutely, I absolutely loved, was when we had the Spanish women's race that had to apologise after giving the winner a food processor. <laughs> I love that. I love oh. that. So this, oh God, I've got to pronounce this shit again. Why did I put this in? So this was the Carrera de fucking hell. This was the Carrera de la Moyer, which had previously featured T-shirts with the slogan "Today the girls win." Yeah, girl power. I love it. I love it. Imagine if just Ooh. oh god, just oh, it's cringy, isn't it? I lo- uh, great Go girls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go again. Good place to have women's races. They're very good for encouraging new runners in. It's a nice kind of good safe space for women. But like, come on, don't don't overdo it. No, no. And also, I would love to have a... Well, I don't know whether I'd want a food processor. I would say I no to like a food, food pre- processor, processor. That shit's expensive. Um, yeah. But it's sort of a bit tone deaf to give that to the, wi- the winner Just of the women's Think race. about it for like four seconds yeah. before you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the meeting. Oh, right, and winner. What can we give the winner? Have we got anything? Well, we've got the sponsor, this appliance company. Ooh, oh, yeah. kitchen stuff. And you know, what, women do, we, kitchen what stuff. do women like? Uh, <laughs> kitchen stuff and like 90s girl power Spice Girls-esque references on t-shirts. Yeah, love that. Love it. But the most bullshit story of the year has to be when 11,000 runners were disqualified for cheating at Mexico City Marathon. 11,000. That's so many. I love it. So this was a race that took place on the 27th of August of this year. And 30,000 runners were taking part. And it was found that a third of them had failed to complete the required distance for the race. I've just It just occurred to me now... Like the admin of disqualifying eleven thousand people. I'm not sure perhaps we didn't bring this up before, but like did they have to like was there like CCTV images? Was there photos of people cutting the course and they were like, right, number six two nine two, disqualified. And what I just wonder how they had to do that, because that's that's a big job. Yeah. Had you disqualify that many people? I guess perhaps it's anyone that missed a timing map just gets wiped off or something like that but, but the, oh, the, i love that i would have been thing, bang up for that job the amazing thing is as well like if we did run the story and said okay a thousand people were disqualified it would have been like oh my god that would have been massive people. yeah eleven thousand people eleven thousand a third like how many races have you done with eleven thousand people in <laughs> like that's like half of you know it's half of like a medium-sized football stadium that's that's a lot of people that's that would be that's like you know one of the biggest races in the uk that's mad love it i love it and this was a gold standard race as well <laughs> uh, what i really enjoyed this year it's good to see the comeback of the cheaters the cheaters are back i mean obviously there's that as well but we also had that half marathon up north i think in the lake district with the first two uh runners they just weren't registered they're just taking someone else's numbers uh, the amazing local drama of the cardiff half which was fantastic i spoke to someone recently who's who knows someone in the club of the person 
who found out the person was cheating. And like apparently they were up all night on WhatsApp like with the lads like have you seen this thing and they're like going through results and going through photos and just like the whole drama of that was amazing and of course joe and i'm told by caroline the average athlete on twitter this is pronounced joe zakshevsky who we talked about hopping in a car on an ultra just forgot to tell anyone and uh, eight months later got disqualified for it so the cheaters are back which is fantastic again something sad that hasn't come back since the pandemic the chinese running news because they were bang up for cheating they were really good at cheating Uh, we haven't really had any chinese running news for a while which is very sad Mm. perhaps i have to make a bit of an effort to look for some next year perhaps they've started to perhaps the government have put a block on that they're not letting that out of the country anymore no to make them look bad (laughs) they don't want any more negative publicity yeah the cheaters are back and i'm here for it because it's funny Uh, as long as it doesn't affect me in any way i love (laughs) i love the running cheaters story i i I love these stories because to me like of course it's like the integrity of the sport blah 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 but like i said before in the grand scheme of things they're not actually like hurting anyone like they're not causing like actual like then they're not war criminals or anything do you know what i mean (laughs) like in the grand grand scheme of terrible things in the world this is pretty pretty low you know so i i think it's hilarious i love it i love it those are the two levels of bad for you aren't they yeah Uh, are they like a race cheat or a war criminal? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. race cheat, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not like Gaddafi, so it's all we're we're fine. We're fine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. Like the different ways they they think up to cheat, the lengths they go to. I, I love it. More please, and for so little gain. <laughs> yes, that's it's what pathetic. I think is amazing. I, I especially love the ones where they're not even going to place and they're like trying yeah. so hard to cheat. But but then also the ones that they when they do place and i'm like you're drawing so much fucking attention to yourself placing when you shouldn't be placing yeah Yeah, for those like 62 people on strava who follow them who are going to give them kudos for running six minutes quicker than they are able to run amazing i love it love it so good so Stuart, what have you got coming up next well we haven't got an episode for a month or so because we have christmas off because you know why not uh, so I'm going to be doing a bit more canny cross in the forest of Dean next week. That's a five mile run in the forest. That's a really, really lovely one. And I'll be doing my Christmas park runs in Norwich, which are not dog friendly, Aww. which is a terrible shame. But I'll probably be in Norwich over Christmas uh, doing some park runs somewhere. Amy, what have you got in the next month or so? Just Celtic half next weekend. Just that. Just, that. Just a little cheeky half. Yeah, I've got a you know some time off over christmas like most of the people have but yeah i've got like a good few weeks off over christmas so i want to go out and you know i'm going to be starting my ultra training from january properly that's what i did last year you starting it now yeah i mean i should be yeah i'm trying i I am i'm going out and running and i am running like okay distances but january you know i'll be straight back into it that's what happened last year that's what sort of worked last year so yeah that's it very very nice so a big thank you again to all of this year's listeners who've listened for so long that they feel obliged to keep listening they're just stuck with us now as well as those people who know us personally and would feel bad if they stopped those are the kind of listeners that we value the most yeah we've sort of got them hostage especially the ones that are patrons as well because it's like we recognize your name if you unsubscribe we know who you are we do know. And I think I'm pretty sure I've got your addressy details yeah. on Patreon as well. So It's literally like a blackmail situation. sending on. the money. Yes. Yes. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningsbs.com. See the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon merch store and social medias. Merry Ho. Christmas. <laughs> Ho. 
The day the music died.